Cinco de Mayo is often misunderstood by Americans as Mexico's 4th of July or Independence Day. It's not. In fact, Cinco de Mayo might be a bigger deal in the U.S. than it is in Mexico. Fanny Blauer immigrated to the U.S. from Mexico in her 20s. We did celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Mexico City, or, but more as a memory of what happened. But when I moved to this country, it was, I was really surprised how big it was. Syriac Alvarez is a dreamer. She immigrated to the U.S. with her parents as a child and now lives in Salt Lake. Um, I guess my personal experience um, being an immigrant too, I was always like very separated from um, a lot of Mexican culture. Um, even though I am Mexican, a lot of like the history, a lot of the celebrations, we only did it in certain capacities or up to a certain thing. Like we have Christmas where we celebrate and we do Dia de los Reyes, but it's not the same as if it would be in Mexico. And so coming here to the States when I heard about Cinco de Mayo, it was really interesting to watch all of these Americans celebrate, um, US citizens celebrate. Cinco de Mayo when my family didn't really celebrate anything. It wasn't it was just like another day to us where um, they ended up making a huge deal out of something that they didn't even know what it actually was. Luis Lopez is Chicano. He grew up in Southern California. My introduction to Cinco de Mayo was through events like uh, and it's ridiculous, but like Cinco de Drinco and stuff like that. Um, you know, in California, like, it's just another excuse to party. And, and again, as um, Syriac said, yeah, it's, you would see people that weren't Mexican. They, was like, they would celebrate it more than, than we would. Um, but I did notice with time that uh, Mexicanos would kind of take advantage the fact that it was a day like, okay, we could openly celebrate our culture today. Ain't no one's drinking on Drinking on So what is Cinco de Mayo about anyway? This is Nuevas Voces, a podcast where we examine Mexico's history and culture through its art. This is part nine, and in this episode, we'll be examining a couple paintings to explain where Cinco de Mayo comes from and why it's a thing today. Let's go back to the 1860s. In 1972, the artist Antonio Gonzalez Orozco completed a painting titled Benito Juarez, Symbol of the Republic Against the French Intervention. It is located at the Museo del Castillo de Chapultepec in Mexico City. It shows a battle between two armies of men with bayonets, the French Zouave soldiers wearing their garish and red plumy pants on the left, and the Mexican forces in blue and tan on the right. We can see President uh, Juarez who was the president that uh, established the reform that basically talked about separating church with the state. You can't miss him, actually. President Benito Juarez is the oversized figure in a tuxedo, gripping the Mexican flag with giant hands. More on him later. This painting is it's confusing to me just in terms of the separation of the class division. I, I see that very much in this painting. Fanny is talking about the huddled, seemingly wretched indigenous women and the dead man covered by a white sheet in the lower corner. They're caught up in the battle as the liberal and conservative sides of the Mexican forces are quarreling even as they try to fight off the attacking French. For background, while the United States was distracted by its bloody civil war, European powers moved in on Mexico, which was badly in debt. France, which was ruled by Napoleon III, seized the opportunity to take control of Mexico. 
but on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, a relatively small ragtag army of Mexican fighters, many of them indigenous or mestizo, managed to fend off a larger French force in the town of Puebla during a day-long battle. Unfortunately for the Mexicans, the French soldiers returned to take over the country for several years. But the battle was a symbolic victory. It helped to bolster a resistance movement, and it would be remembered, at least by people in Mexico, as Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah, and that Benito Juarez guy? Well, he was more than kind of a big deal. Benito Juarez was the first indigenous president of Mexico. He was from Oaxaca, and that was incredible. Sort of like an indigenous Barack Obama for Mexico, but in the 1860s. He's famous for advancing what was called the Reform Wars. Which included ratifying the abolition of slavery. So Mexico abolished slavery before the United States. Freedom of speech, um, titles of nobility no longer recognized, free tuition, um, freedom of vocation. Benito Juarez also tried to advance reforms to empower the people of Mexico and tamped down on the elite Catholic monarchists who still clung to power. So Benito Juarez is the first president that established the reform uh, laws to eliminate that monarchy. Still, Juarez was not able to keep the French from invading Mexico and establishing an emperor with Ferdinand Maximilian. Juarez and his liberal forces continued to war with the French and eventually drove them out. Maximilian was captured and killed in 1867. To this day, Benito Juarez is remembered in high regard in Mexico. They even named a city after him, Ciudad Juarez. In 1946, the American-turned-Mexican expat muralist Pablo O'Higgins even sought to compare Benito Juarez with a great American leader from the same period. And so that is a lithograph of Abraham Lincoln and Benito Juarez. And it's titled Buenos Vecinos, Buenos Amigos, which is good neighbors, good friends. It's not known if Juarez and Lincoln ever corresponded. But they were connected. Um, they were both had been brought up poor, and they both really worked hard to get an education, and they both were very, um, well, very revered in their countries, very strong on the issue of being anti-slavery. Only after the American Civil War was finished did the U.S. turn to provide help to Juarez to drive out the French invaders, who, by the way, had voiced support for the Confederate South during the war. By the end, when the Civil War was over, the U.S. provided arms to Mexico. And so I think here Pablo Higgins is honoring not only the similarity between them and the shared values, but also the U.S.'s support of Mexico during that time. They said, there's a little quip, that Lincoln was six foot four and Juarez was five foot four, or four foot five, or something. Benito Juarez was four foot six inches tall, thank you, the shortest world leader ever recorded. You can see an image of Pablo O'Higgins' lithograph of Benito Juarez and Abraham Lincoln and Antonio González Orozco's Symbol of the Republic Against the French Intervention on the website for this podcast, artismexut.org. Thanks to Luis Lopez, Syriac Alvarez, Fanny Blauer, and Susan Vogel for sharing their experiences and expertise of Mexican art and culture. Music you heard in this episode comes from Rafael Galloso, Paco de Lucia, Antonio Pinto, Al Cayola, Antonio Reyes, and Craig Duncan. 
If you want to comment or share your own impressions about any of the works of art or topics that we discussed in this episode, please let us know. You can visit our website or the Artist in Mexico in Utah Facebook site to make a comment there. This podcast is made possible by a grant from Utah Humanities. Thanks to KCPW for the studio space. I'm Ross Chambliss.